you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and a lifelong Missouri Tigers football and basketball fan. And today on Locked On Mizzou, we've got plenty to talk about, including what bubble basketball is going to look like. We've got some news where the, the non-conference, at least the preseason part of college basketball is starting to take shape. Also, I want to talk about two very prominent Tigers in the NFL, Drew Locke and Alden Smith. But first, some massive breaking news involving your Missouri Tigers. Yes, that's right. It's week two of the Associated Press poll and Missouri got three votes in the AP top 25. How about that? Well, of course, now that it's week two, it's only the teams that are actually playing. So no Ohio State, no Michigan. In fact, no Big Ten whatsoever and no Pac-12 either. And you know what? Despite the rumors of a vote from the Big Ten coming in yesterday with a possible, well, let's start the season in mid-October, that doesn't seem to have happened yet. So either the sources were wrong that were floating around on Twitter yesterday from national sports writers, or maybe once again, the vote went down in flames from those Big Ten presidents. I guess we'll find out sooner rather than later. And you know what? I actually just filled out my top 15 for the Locked On Podcast Network. Yes, our whole network is going to be voting on, I believe, the top 15 from here going forward. And, well, why the top 15? Well, it's obvious. There are about half as many teams in Division One that are playing, including two of the Power Five conferences. And, boy, once you look at this AP Top 25 poll, Again, the Locked On poll will be, will be released tomorrow. That's Wednesday, if you're hearing this on Tuesday, September the 15th. But, boy, once you get past that top 15, you really start reaching for people. You look at the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns checking in at number 19. Well, don't get me wrong, they had a nice win in week one against the Iowa State Cyclones. But, my goodness, that is a reach. Then you're looking at Army at number 22, Kentucky 23. Hey, Eli Drinkwitz, his former App State Mountaineers at 24. And then Pittsburgh rounds out the top 25. So you can see why even a team like Missouri might get a few votes under these circumstances. So frankly, I'm glad that the Locked On Network is sticking to the top 15. That makes a lot more sense than the top 25 in this particular season. And at first glance... You'd be forgiven for thinking that in a year where half the teams in college football are not playing, that there'd be a lot better chance to actually break into the elite in this college football season, maybe have a chance at that college football playoff. But despite the fact that, again, the Big Ten, the Pac-12 are not there, you've got historical programs like Ohio State, Michigan, USC, and a more recent power, the Oregon Ducks, of course. None of them are involved. And yet, boy, you look at this top 10. And ironically, only the number one team, the Clemson Tigers, 
is really the only team that has vaulted into the true elite in the last 10 to 15 years or so. And I especially really want to focus on that time period because not only just the last 10 years, especially because in the last six to seven, we know that's when the SEC network began. And now every Missouri game, for instance, is on national television. Well, back in the day, hey, gather around the fire, kids. Old man Miller is about to tell you a story. Back when the Nebraska Cornhuskers were one of the great teams in college football. And because of that, well, they were on national television a lot. And national television was a very, very special thing back in the day. Yes, even in the 1990s, kids. But once Nebraska started losing a little bit more in the 2000s, it was really hard for them to regain that momentum because suddenly being on national television was something that was pretty normal for most Power 5 conference teams. And yet, in spite of that fact, really, despite the fact that Nebraska dropped out and arguably Tennessee has dropped out of that elite for sure, I would say, too, and God knows I tried really hard to keep Tennessee out of my top 15. I'm not sure if I did or not. I can't remember, to be honest. But my point is, you would think this proliferation of national TV would help other teams rise up. But again, other than Clemson, what are we looking at? We're looking at six teams in the SEC. You've got Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU, Auburn, and Texas A&M. And then again, along with Clemson, the other three teams to round out that AP top 10 are Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and Texas. Now, those are some blue blood programs, if I've ever heard one. So, yes, once you get into the next five with Oklahoma State, North Carolina, Cincinnati, UCF, Tennessee, Memphis, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it starts to get... A little bit weird, but that top 10 sounds very much, frankly, like the last 50 years have for the most part. But one area in life where I can promise that you will avoid stagnation is by getting your your auto parts from rockauto.com. Because at rockauto.com, there's absolutely no reason to even leave your house to find absolutely any car part you could possibly imagine, regardless of make or model. And the best part is you don't even have to get an account, a login, anything like that. You can check out as a guest every single time, but by all means, definitely sign up for an account because you're going to want to come back to rockauto.com. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers like me. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Again, that's rockauto.com for all the parts available for your vehicle. By the way, we finally got some information regarding student tickets for football this year. The university is going to allow over 1,000 students to attend each home game. They'll be allowed to buy tickets at on the Rock M Hill, of course, as you might expect. Yeah, give the students the hill. Let them sit on the grass. The heck with them. No, I'm just kidding. All of us should be lucky, as I am. I definitely feel lucky to be in the stadium at this point. But 
yeah, the students will be able to get either the Rock M Hill or East Side sections, which would be 109, 110, 313, 314, and 315. Now, if you've done the season ticket process or have maybe heard about it on this podcast, you'll know that there's a tiered system, of course. The higher you are up on the pecking order of donations, well, you get you get your first pick of the litter, that kind of deal. Well, it's going to be kind of the same deal with the students, except in this case, it's not going to be about donations, of course. But this time, the first tier is Mizzou Seniors, followed by previous all sports pass holders and Tigers layer members. And then basically anything else is open to all Mizzou students, including the previous two groups. Now, obviously, this is a massive reduction in student seating, but well, the university is selling it as pro field. The student capacity was about 10 to 11% of their previous seating configuration, and now in the post-COVID or current COVID world, I guess, in that world, it's still about 10 to 11% of the seating capacity under this new arrangement as well. So eh, for $20 for each home game, I guess you, you students can't complain too much. And speaking of our COVID world, Missouri, the basketball team that is, scheduled to play in the Myrtle Beach Invitational, except now that will no longer be in Myrtle Beach. It's going to be in Orlando as, well, at least this is what sources are telling. Again, John Rothstein from CBSSports.com. This event, along with the Champions Classic, the Jimmy V Classic, the preseason NIT, and five other preseason tournaments, though notably not the Maui Invitational at this point, are all going to be played in a bubble-like structure in Orlando. So as of now, joining Missouri in that tournament will be Pittsburgh, Nebraska, Dayton, the Flyers, one of the top 10 teams in the country last year, Loyola Chicago, Utah State, Furman, and Charlotte. Of course, none of the actual matchups for this tournament have been determined, the bracket, none of that stuff, but a potentially interesting tournament there for sure. Some interesting names, Loyola of Chicago, famously Sister Jean, that wild run to the Final Four a couple years ago. Certainly Dayton, man, I think about I think about them all the time. The fact that they were a top 10 team this year, arguably top five team heading into the NCAA tournament, the conference tournament and the whole thing just shut down you imagine being one of the on that team or one of their lifelong fans just brutal I feel bad for the Flyers I really do but you know what you'll never feel bad about yourself if you continue on with this last segment on Locked on Mizzou because we got to talk about Drew Locke and Alden Smith speaking of potential feel-good stories Mr. Alden Smith got to talk about both those guys right after this quick break well, obviously, Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos couldn't quite pick up the victory on Monday Night Football last night, but my goodness, that had as much to do with Vic Fangio's bizarre fasc- fascination with hoarding timeouts, am I right? Because, yeah, those things don't carry over to next week, Vic. He is one of many coaches who seem to think that their timeouts will carry over halves and possibly even weeks, but I assure you, That is not the case, but you know what? I I peruse the Mizzou message boards on occasion and sometimes just to mostly just to find links 
good quotes, that kind of stuff that I may have missed in my show prep. But I've noticed a, a bit of a debate between some Mizzou fans who think that last night and these past few games to end the 2019 NFL season proved that Drew Locke is the man and destined to be a long-time NFL starting quarterback, possibly even Pro Bowl or all that good stuff. And then there's another faction who is still highly skeptical and is saying, oh, well, he's never, he's, he lost again. He's never won a big game in his life other than that one game in 2018 in Gainesville at Florida. Well, first of all, to that last point, I would just say, can we stop judging college guys' NFL prospects by what they did in college by what what their big win was, for instance. I mean, Vince Young had one of the biggest wins of all time when he beat USC for the national championship, right? One of the great clutch performances of all time. Well, ultimately, he was kind of a disappointment in the NFL. Now here's my question. What was Patrick Mahomes' biggest win in college? You can't think of one, can you? How about Aaron Rodgers? How about Tom Brady? How about John Elway? What was his biggest win in college? You see, my point is here is not to test your memory or make this into a trivia contest. It's just to point out that all of those guys, quite frankly, were did not have the most memorable college careers of all time. Now, obviously, they were great college players, but you tend not to be remembered all that fondly or at least those college teams don't unless you go you know 12 and 0 11 and 1 that type deal well none of those guys ever had that type of a season and yet here they are four of the greatest quarterbacks of all time but on the other hand let's not put the cart before the bronco regarding drew lock because frankly i thought his performance last night was a mixed bag I thought at times he looked better on the move in terms of accuracy than I thought he looked at Missouri. Also, though, there were times where he drifted backwards a little bit unnecessarily. Now, when you have the type of arm strength that he does, you can get away with it. But again, I'd like to see him stepping up more confidently in the pocket at times. But mostly mostly I'm concerned that even the best play he made in the game maybe a false harbinger essentially because while that touchdown pass he threw looked great let's not make a habit out of throwing 20 yards across our body especially in the red zone now again he's got such a good arm maybe he can get away with it he's the type of guy now Patrick Mahomes will pull that kind of thing but again he's He's a little something special. He's got an even better arm than Drew Locke does and can deliver it from bizarre angles and frankly just has the type of spatial maybe awareness, for lack of a better term, that I haven't totally seen from Drew yet. And, you know, again, I thought it was a mixed bag from Drew. I thought, you know, again, his deep ball at times, it looks beautiful. He can throw it a million yards in the air, but, man, I would just like to see him hit a few more of those that are actually open because he missed a big one late last night that could have been a backbreaker and a game winner for his team, most importantly. But basically, I, I, I'm optimistic on Drew, but I'm a skeptic. I guess I'm an optimistic skeptic 
as I ride the fence on Drew Locke. I hate to say it. I hope I hope he does well, but there's still some questions I have about him for sure. Now on the other side of the football, and speaking of heartbreaking week one losses for the Dallas Cowboys, Mr. Alden Smith. Well, he's a he's a name we remember, right? How good was he in the NFL at first? The, remember the Smith brothers, him and Justin Smith? Boy, the Smith brothers, that's really original stuff. Perhaps we can retire that one in the year 2020, but believe it or not, this is Alden's first snap since 2015. Now, five years is an absolute eternity in the NFL, but sometimes we forget how long, is. at least the older I get, it seems like, you know, oh, five years, 2015, that doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Well, in 2015, think about it. We didn't even know Donald Trump was going to be running for president at that point, right? Barack Obama was still in office. The Royals were actually still good at baseball. Patrick Mahomes was like a freshman at Texas Tech or something, maybe a sophomore. So yes, a lot has changed. But it sure appears that Jay Glazer's proclamations about Alden Smith being in incredible shape was certainly true. He played 54 of 74 snaps in the game and was frankly a wrecking ball. They lined him up inside on occasion, but mostly as an outside sort of stand-up pass rush running back that we all remember from his best days in San Francisco. Now, I have no real desire to go back in the past and relive some of the public mistakes that Alden Smith has allegedly made. You can read all about that, I'm sure, in police reports and news stories, whatever it might be. And I'm sure he was beyond a difficult person to deal with, possibly at Missouri, from what I've heard, too. You know, I think at the time, as fans, we didn't hear a lot about his behavior. But let's just say when he started going off the rails in his NFL career personally, and of course that led to his destruction on the field as well, but let's just say that a lot of people around Mizzou weren't exactly surprised from what I've heard. But in spite of all of this, in spite the fact that you could say, well, gosh, this guy's gotten, what, his half death chance now, and the only reason he gets this many chances is because he's a heck of an athlete. Well, yeah, that's probably true. It is, and you know what? Life's not fair, and who knows? Yeah, you can say maybe Alden Smith's been lucky to have this fifth, sixth chance that hopefully he'll do well with the Dallas Cowboys with it. And apparently the guy is 100% sober now. And that was one of his big downfalls, clearly. And I would just say, you know, I certainly don't know Alden Smith. I don't know what he's dealt with in his life. But I'll just share this quote with you that he shared with us after signing with the Cowboys this offseason. He said, I would say 2018 was a tough year. In that year, I was in a really dark place. I didn't have a lot of value for how I thought about myself. When I was in the bad spot, it got pretty bad. I was sleeping under a car for some nights because my sickness took me there. And I had a home to sleep in. But I was in such a dark place that I didn't see myself deserving anything other than that. Now, as I read that, obviously that's not just an addiction thing. It's a, there's a mental health thing. Obviously he's talking about being in a horribly dark place and having no personal value. And yes, addiction, mental health, it all goes together. But frankly, 
while Alden Smith, some people may think that he doesn't deserve this sixth chance, I'll just say, and I say sixth chance, you know, just off the top of my head. I don't really know how many chances he's got, and I'm just, you know, using an example here. But I actually applaud the NFL because it kind of just goes to the attitude of how the NFL used to take the the Nancy Reagan line of say no to drugs and have really harsh penalties for people who are taking drugs. But now as society has sort of moved to more, a little bit more toward treatment and support to battle these type of horrible addictions, I, I think the NFL going that way is actually a really good thing. And I certainly hope, wish Alden Smith all the best in his life and certainly wish him luck in his sobriety. And hey, speaking of former Tigers, Michael Porter Jr. appearing in yet another Game 7, his second of this NBA bubble playoffs. Well, I'll talk about that tomorrow, right here on Locked on Mizzou.